What's up, guys? It's James Zuba from Noon's Magician, and I'm on a solo op today. Uh, it's the second time this season we've we've had to do a solo op, but Bobby is unavailable tonight. Uh, it's Wednesday night as I'm recording this, and he is covering a high school basketball game for the local paper back in Boston. So, uh, congrats to Bobby for for getting a, a gig there and you know starting some waves. But uh, he's He's not able to go tonight, so I'm going to get it solo, and you're going to be listening to me bloviate about Syracuse, and it'll definitely be a less less of an entertaining show. Uh, hopefully, you can make it you know a little bit more informative, uh, less less jokes and garbagey as I'm wont to do. But uh, you know, let's let's get into it here. Yeah, Wednesday night, uh, Syracuse last night on Tuesday lost at home to NC State. Uh, 79 to 74. You know the loss moves Syracuse to 14 and 10 on the season and 7 and 6 in the ACC. Uh, pretty pretty much puts Syracuse off the bubble completely at this point. Um, going into to Tuesday night's game, I mean I think they were uh, de- definitely nowhere near close to, to being in the field. But um, you know a few bracketologists had Syracuse on um, you know not 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 the the first four out but the next four out. Um, they were in that that category. Uh, they went into the night 65 in the net. Um, I'll, I'll get into all like the net and uh, you know everything else beyond that. Uh, kind of like a net nerd and you know follow the stats and, and the records pretty heavily here. So so we'll get into that for a little bit. But um, just want to touch base more on the NC State game before turning the page. Um, obviously, as, as everybody knows, Elijah went out. Elijah Hughes went out in the first few minutes. Um, walked walked back toward the bench. You know was greeted with a bag of ice and from there you know he, he really he didn't come back to the game and I think it was kind of obvious you know in the first half when he when he put on the the warm-ups it kind of indicated that he wasn't coming back or, or wasn't going to be in shape to come back so uh, I thought that was kind of obvious there and uh, re- really hurt Syracuse I mean one obviously he misses offense you know he's the second leading scorer in the ACC he can do a lot of different things um, I think it allowed NC State to play Syracuse a little bit differently defensively, so I think it hurt them there. And it, it also hurt Syracuse on the other side of the ball, especially when you've had, you know, the bigs have been in foul trouble lately and you have one less front court player to work with. Uh, your best one at that, uh, you gotta, you got to overcome a lot of things to, to get a win there. And, you know, Syracuse played well. I mean, I think throughout most of the second half, they, they made a really big run at it. Uh, kind of looked like they were going to pull away. You know, they are up six late down the stretch. And they looked to be in control, and you know the wheels just sort of fell off the wagon late, and they just couldn't make enough plays down the stretch to win the game. Uh, Joe Girard drops 30, JG 30, if you will. Uh, Quincy came off the bench. He had 16 and 10, probably his best game in a Syracuse uniform, best complete game from start to finish. Um, he didn't foul. You know, we we, we all know that Jim Beheim has been on him. I've uh, been trying to push the buttons there to motivate him, to get him to play better. Uh, he's been out of position defensively a few times. I think he's he's gotten better there, but he's still out of position defensively at times. Um, at one point in the game, this is something that he probably wouldn't have done, you know, a month ago or, or certainly not earlier in the season. Uh, you know, he, he rotated from the weak side of the zone, stepped over to the strong side, ball side, took a charge, and, and – Drew it on an NC State player. I forgot who the player was, uh, but I, but I thought that was a really big play because he came all the way from from the weak side to the strong side, got in position, and drew a charge. I don't think that's something Quincy would have been capable of doing, you know, even like a month ago. 
So I think he's he's really progressed there, but you still do see him um, sometimes out of out of position defensively. But he had, he had a great game, uh, start to finish, sixteen points, ten boards. And he he can do that sort of thing every night. You know, he's he's the type of player that can come out. Uh, we had said on a previous pod, I don't think there's any reason why Quincy Garrier can't come out and get a double double every night. You know, if he's out of if he's avoiding foul trouble and he's out there playing the way that he's capable of, he's more than more than capable of getting a double double. You know, every night. Um, keeping it keeping it on the bigs front, you know, Barama fouled out with five. Uh, you know, I think he he did a pretty good job for most of the first half outside of that that first foul when he fouled and NC State on the three. You know, he kind of he just ran right into him. It's just something you know you can't really do, especially this this stage of the year, um, and especially when you're shorthanded, you know, front court wise, and you don't really have a lot of bigs to work with. You know, he can't really foul. And then, you know, it's kind of the same thing with Marek. You know, two of them, Marek had four fouls. Two of them came from the offensive end where he's just lowering the shoulder and the guy's on the fast break. And, you know, when you're, you're lowering the shoulder like that, they're going to call it. And, you know, we've seen Marek pick up those kind of fouls, you know, over the last month or so where, you know, maybe maybe it's that, that sort of play or just going over somebody's back or, or picking up a foul, you know, 70, 80 feet from the basket. Uh, not, not really a type of plays you really want him to make there, just given his value to the team. Uh, definitely not something you really want him doing. Um, so, you know, the bigs, you know, they got into a little bit of foul trouble, not so much in the first half, but in the second, they, they really got into foul trouble. Uh, warranted some extended run from Jesse Edwards. He played 13 minutes. Uh, you know, he's, he had three points and, and four boards, uh, blocking a steal to go along with that. Uh, he, he played okay. You know, I think there's, there's a few plays in there where y- y- you can understand why he's not playing this year. But he showed a little bit of potential, you know, got a deflection on one play, and it led to, you know, a couple of Gerard points the other way. Um, you know, he's he's definitely coming along, and you know, I think he's he's really flashed his potential. But uh, if you have to play him 13 minutes in the second half, that's that's not ideal if you're Syracuse. And uh, you know, like like I said, Joe Joe kind of made the run. He, you know, he dropped 30 points. It was kind of a quiet 30, and he he did it by getting to the free throw line. He only shot one of ten from three, but you know got to the free throw line twelve times and made eleven of them. So he was really really able to rack up his points that way. Um, you know, kind of on that that same front, you know, one from ten from deep. You know, B- Buddy had a really tough game, and I, I think that's where not having Elijah really hurts because NC State can focus all their defensive attention on Buddy. Um, you know, they're really I think teams are really playing him off the line. You know they're coming up. They know he's a shooter. They're forced him to put it on the deck, and you know he's he's grown a lot there. He's capable of doing that. He's capable of putting it down and making plays, and you know kind of gets that one two dribble pull up mid range, the little fadeaway he's got on the reverse pivot. You know he's he's able to do make plays there, but you know he's he's primarily a shooter, and teams are taking that strength away from him. And unfortunately for him, he just had a bad bad shooting night. And of course, you know, as as mentioned, you know, when you lose Hughes like that, it really allows NC State to focus their defensive pressure all on Buddy. Um, so, so the loss definitely hurts Syracuse. It's you you never want to say it's a must win, just given that you're never out of the NCAA tournament hunt because you can always go into the conference tournament and um, you know have some hope there for a berth. You know, if you win the the conference tournament, you get the auto bid. You go you go to the NCAA tournament. Well. Um, you know, for Syracuse, they really needed that game last night. It, it would have been a quadrant two win. Uh, instead, you know, you obviously you get a quadrant two loss. 
you're sitting at 14 and 10 and 7 and 6 in the conference. And I'll, I'll dive into the net a little bit here just because I'm, I'm pulling it up now and I'm, I'm looking through. But, um, you know, 14 and 10 overall. Syracuse is 10 and 6 at home, which is a little bit uncharacteristic of Syracuse just because, you know, the Dome for so many years has been such a great home court advantage. Uh, intimidating environment, at least in terms of size. You know, big crowd and, you know, loud crowd for opposing teams. And it's a little bit foreign when you think about how much space there is, the backdrop. And, um, you know, I think Matthew Gutierrez had a good piece the other week with, uh, with Matt Rowe. And he said corner threes in the dome were, were so hard because the rim's just kind of floating in space. And, and you can kind of get that, you know, you can, if you visualize that a little bit, there's not really much behind the backboard. And it kind of does this look like a hoop, you know, just floating out in the middle of space. So it's, it's got to be hard for shooters to come in the dome. But, you know, um, you know that's a, it's a horse of a different color, I guess. But, um, you know, Syracuse 10-6 and six at home, 4-2 uh, and two on the road, and then 0-2 oh on neutrals. 4-1 four, four and one on the road in ACC play, by the way. Uh, that, that second loss was to Georgetown. So if you're Syracuse, there's, there's a lot of work to do, uh, a lot of ground to make up. They moved to 67 in the net. Um, by quadrants, the record, you know, quad one being the best, quadrant four being the worst. Uh, quad one record is two and four. Quad two record, two and five. Quad three record, four and one. And then quadrant four record, six and oh. Um, you know, the Virginia Tech, Sy- Syracuse didn't have a quadrant three loss, but Virginia Tech has, you know, really, I think they've lost like five straight. So, you know, that, that quadrant two loss essentially moved to quadrant three at home and the quad one win that they had moved to quad two so that's that's the reason for that if, if people have been following that closely um so so really i mean there's if you're if you're syracuse there's a really there's a really big hole that you've dug yourself in and the schedule doesn't really get much easier from here uh, especially this weekend uh, syracuse will travel to tallahassee at florida state uh for a new game and when you look at the schedule, John wrote about this at noons. Um, you know, what does Syracuse have to do to, to make the NCAA tournament? I, I think the NC State loss, I mean, that really hurts because, you know, at Florida State, that's going to be very tough to win. I just don't see a way in which Syracuse can, can beat them. You know, Florida State lost at Duke this past Monday, but they, they really forced a lot of turnovers. They made it tough on those Duke guards. Um, they're, they're tall at every position. They pretty much out-athlete you at every position. They're deep, they're long, they're athletic. Um, you know, Leonard Hamilton has two seven-footers that he plays off the bench. And, you know, a legit, legit Final Four candidate to, to get to the Final Four. And, you know, they could even win a title this year. They're that good, they're that deep, and they're, they're that well-coached. But uh, tough stretch to finish the season. Uh, you know, you got seven games at Florida State, at Louisville. And then you return home for Georgia Tech. Uh, the following Saturday, and then three of the last four games are on the road. So you're at Pittsburgh, uh, North Carolina is at home for the final home game of the year, and then at Boston College, at Miami to close out the regular season. So, you know, in short, what, what does Syracuse have to do through this stretch? Well, you know, one, they could win out. Uh, that's a tall order, and that's not very likely at all. Um, if Syracuse were to beat Florida State and Louisville, you know, maybe they could afford a loss or two 
but that's still uh, you know a pretty it's still a pretty deep hole to climb out of um, you know on the one hand you would have two really good wins on your resume um, but then you'd also have 12 losses going into the ACC tournament and likely 13 if they dropped another two games so you know that's a lot of losses for a bubble team to have um, not not a lot of meat on the bones as far as the non-conference schedule goes so it's it's a real it's you know Syracuse is looking at they'd really have to defy the odds here to make the tournament at this point I mean if I were a betting man I'd probably take the other side of that bet um, it's going to be really tough it's going to be an uphill battle um, you know if Syracuse loses both of the Florida State and Louisville games I, there, there's nothing short of anything short of an ACC tournament run to the conference finals would probably you know maybe you're in that conversation but you know you're, you're really looking at winning the ACC tournament to try to get a bid so um, you know I think all bets are off as far as the tournament goes this year um, it's, it's just going to be really tough to, to climb out of the hole that Syracuse has dug itself in and Elijah Hughes as mentioned did not return to the NC State game uh, he was listed as day-to-day after the the game he sent out a tweet on Wednesday just saying nothing major uh, don't want to speculate too much on what that means that could mean numerous things it could mean that it's nothing major and that he'll be back for Florida State it could mean nothing major and he'll be back in two weeks uh, it could mean nothing at all it could be something you know <laughs> completely unrelated although I doubt that but uh, don't want to speculate too much there on what that means but um, you know more, probably a, a decent sign for Syracuse that, that he would come out and say that but um, you know that's definitely something to monitor the rest of the way uh, going into to Tuesday night's game against NC State he was fifth in the country in minutes played so uh, minutes per game at least so you have to wonder if the the wear and tear at this point in the season had anything to do with that you know Beheim said you know he kind of pulled something in warm-ups there was a different report that said it happened in practice so, so who really knows there? But, you know, you have to wonder at this point of the season, you know, with all those minutes that he's logging and all the wear and tear, you have to wonder if that played a factor in, in whatever it is that was pulled. Um, but obviously, if, if Syracuse can't get Hughes back, you know, the, se- the season might as well be, be over. You know, obviously you want to you wanna win every game you can. You still want to get up for those games. You still want to try to make the postseason, you know, whatever that is. Um, even if that's the NIT, you still want to put yourself in the best position possible. But if he's not able to return for some time, then it's going to be very hard, very, very hard for Syracuse to win any game. Um, you know, I'll break into the schedule a little bit, but as, as we talked about, um, you know, February 15th, February 19th at Florida State, at Louisville, the rest of the schedule is not that easy. Um, granted, you do only play through the final five games. You really only play one team that's over 500, uh, and that would be Pittsburgh. But you return home for the Georgia Tech game, uh, February 22nd, and that's not an easy game. Uh, despite their record, despite um, you know not not a whole lot of victories for Georgia Tech this year, it's still a tough matchup because they, they play that zone, um, they play it well. They're they're tough with Jose Alvarado. James Banks hasn't quite had the season that he's capable of, but he could be a problem down low. Um, we did see you know what Syracuse did earlier in the year at their place, but you know remember that was with Hughes and. You know, he kind of came out hot out the gate and hit three or four threes to start. So, you know, another reason why getting Elijah is very, very key, uh, very important for this team. 
the following Wednesday, Syracuse is at Pittsburgh. And if you remember back to January, uh, Syracuse did play in a, a pretty cut, pretty tight contest with Pittsburgh. It was 69-61. to uh, So it definitely gets a little bit difficult when you go to their place and you go on the road. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, pretty good team. They've, they've fought with a lot of teams this year. Uh, they play tough. They play gritty. Uh, almost, you know, they, they played Duke pretty tough in Cameron. Um, they ended up losing by 12, but I think at one point they cut it to three or five, or they, they cut it pretty close down the stretch. So not, not an easy game there by any means. And then after that, you get North Carolina at home, which, by the way, probably should have beat Duke. You know, they probably should have beat Duke um, at their place. Duke, uh, I don't really think I need to say it. Everybody was probably watching that game. But, um, you know, definitely uh, definitely more than capable of, a, of North Carolina getting a win in that situation. So that's going to be a tough game for Syracuse. I mean, they've got, um, you know, Armando Baycott down low. They've got Garrison Brooks, as we've seen all year with Syracuse. Opposing big men have had All-American years, as Jim Beheim has said. They've had All-American years down there. And then, they, of course, they have Cole Anthony back. And they're playing at a good level. So I know they're they're ten and fourteen right now. Not not a good record. Terrible year for Carolina. Probably uh, the worst in the twenty first century, at least. Uh, definitely the worst season Roy Williams has probably ever had. But they're still capable. They still do have a little bit of talent on that roster, and they could still come into the Carrier Dome and get a win. Uh, so that's not an easy game. You know, maybe your easiest game is at BC. You, you know, you get a little bit of a reprieve at BC and at Miami. Um, you know, Syracuse pretty much handled BC. The, the final score was 76-50 back on January 15th. So I don't think that'll be too big of a deal, although in the ACC you can't really be sure because Duke went there last Tuesday and Boston College gave them a game. So, you know, that's one of the easier games, I guess, but nothing is guaranteed in the ACC. And then you close out the season at Miami. Uh, Syracuse shouldn't have too much trouble there. You know, Miami's guards are really good. You think of Chris Likes, uh, DJ Vasilovich, uh, knockdown shooter, although he's been in the slump. Um, but he's, he's given Syracuse some, some trouble in the past. Um, Likes, really quick guard, dynamic guard. He just got back for the Florida State game last Saturday. Um, Isaiah Wong is playing at a high level. He's a freshman guard, really talented guy. Um, you know, McGusty, he's the Oklahoma transfer, and he's been pretty consistent for Miami all year. So Miami's got, like, guard you going, man. they got a lot of good guards, but, you know, their big men aren't that great. Uh, Wardenberg might be their best front court player. Um, he's kind of been inconsistent, not not exactly uh, having a great year for them, uh, nor, nor is Rodney Miller or anybody else they have in the front court. So, um, But the, the guards are definitely key for Miami. It could be a tough matchup um, just given how, how good their guards are. But uh, definitely favor Syracuse in terms of, you know, the – in terms of the zone, the the center's been the soft spot all year. So um, for Syracuse, you know, they should probably win that team in ACC. You know, I'll wrap it up with this. Um, you know, hope everybody enjoys the, the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, fans are really disappointed after, you know, Tuesday night's game and, you know, generally with how the season has gone in the last three out of – Syracuse was in the last three out of four. Um, obviously, the, you know, that's a bummer. It's a wet blanket. But, you know, still a lot to look forward to. Uh, you don't want to write off the season yet. You know, there's still a little bit of season to be played. Uh, anything can happen, as we've seen in college hoops. But, you know, certainly an NCAA tournament, you know, appearance looks like a long shot, um, if, if even possible at this point. Um, but, you know, if you, if you look forward to next season, 
potentially you could have everybody back. Uh, we'll see what happens with Jalen Carey. We'll see what happens with Robert Braswell, both taking medical redshirt years. Uh, we'll see what happens with Elijah, you know, he could be of turning pro, um, just beginning his professional career, wherever that is, if he's not crept up into the second round of the NBA draft, you know, maybe he goes in the G League or overseas. Um, Elijah Hughes is going to play professional basketball for a while and get a check. Uh, what level? You know, I, could, I couldn't tell you, but he's going to play basketball for a while and he's going to get paid. Uh, but if, if he returns, you're looking at a pretty formidable, you know, return year for Syracuse. Guy's got a lot of playing time this year. Freshman got a lot of exposure. You know, Joe Girard's pretty much started at the point all year, barring, you know, outside of the first few games in which Jalen started. Um, you get Jesse Edwards, a pretty promising big. Uh, you get Quincy. Maybe we'll see what Quincy does. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's any reason why he wouldn't come back the next year. So if you bring everybody, everybody back, uh, a couple of recruits in as well. You get Woody Newton, uh, Kadari Richmond, uh, presumably. You get those guys back, and you're looking at a pretty talented team and an experienced one to boot. So we'll, we'll see what Syracuse could do. Um, but the season's not over. Um, keep it locked with us the rest of the way. You know, we'll have coverage. Uh, I'll actually be getting down to the, the Miami game to close out the year, and we'll see what, what happens in the ACC tournament. So keep it locked with us um, and enjoy the rest of the season, guys.